Chaka. We're talking about our humanity today. Uh, it's sinful in nature. So humanity is sinful in nature. If I can get you to understand anything today, I want you to walk away with this sentence. Our humanity is God-given, is corrupted in its natural earthly state, is created new through Jesus. So say it again. Our humanity is God-given, corrupted in our natural earthly state, but created new through Jesus. In Genesis 1, 26 through 27, it says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. You were created. As human beings, we were created. We have a heavenly father, uh, um, an intelligent creator. Uh, you know, we were designed, we were created. And part of who we are in our creation is our humanity. God created us. In that creation, our humanity was included. We were not created with a sin problem. The sin problem entered into humanity. It came into humanity. In Romans 5, 12 through 15, it says this, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. Did you know our humanity can harbor sin? Our humanity can facilitate sin. You know, these are, these are things that are challenging to hear, especially as someone who thinks that you're good. If you think you're good, if you think, you know, I'm okay, I don't, I don't, I'm not that bad, or I'm not as bad as them, this is a challenge to hear. You know that while being human is God-given, our, our sinful nature is a result of corruption. Uh, think of it like this. You buy a brand new computer, and the computer is running well, but it's infected with a virus, and that virus is something that just destroys the computer. Your, your house, you buy a brand new house, it's beautiful, has all the amenities you wanted, uh, all the, the space, the backyard, all that stuff, everything's in order, but then termites come and infest the house. And the infestation of, of termites, if not taken care of, destroy the, the bones, the structure that it should be. We can look further, our bodies can be destroyed through cancer and infection. Uh, we have been infected with sin. Our humanity has an infection or corruption called sin. There is only one cure, and that is Jesus. There's a famous uh, spiritual leader, Mahatma Gandhi, and he says this, You must not lose faith in humanity. Humanity is an ocean. If a few drops of the ocean are dirty, the ocean does not become dirty. Well, this may sound good and even spiritual and, you know, give us hope for humanity, the reality is scripture teaches us something quite different. In Galatians 5, 7 through 9, you were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens a whole lump. This is a direct contradiction. It's saying a little bit of the ugliness can infect everything. And this is the reality of our humanity. It's systemic. You know, holiness is not synonymous with humanity. Holiness is only obtained through our belief and complete reliance on Jesus. We have a sinful nature. 
you know, if people would say like, you know, I'm not that bad, you know, this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know, how do you say, you know, what about a baby? What about a kid? You know, we are born with this nature that is tremendously selfish. We don't need to teach kids how to be selfish. We actually try to teach them how to share. We don't need to teach children how to lie. We teach them to tell the truth. This nature that is corrupted from our, our initial crying out of life when we're born. You know, the reality is this. We have a corrupted humanity. Uh, our corrupted humanity is our sinful nature. And in looking further at this, there's a real battle in our humanity because we have a tendency to harbor sin. We have a tendency to hold on to the things that creates ugliness and chaos and, and the sinful nature that we are uh, or that we have. It, it tends to harbor sin. It tends to facilitate it. You know, we become angry and, and that turns into bitterness. You know, we become, we desire things and that, and that lust leads us into all these ugly things. You know, we desire power or money and that drives our life. Our earthly state of corruption is overcome through Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That we might become the righteousness of God. And he understood our struggle of sin. Jesus didn't sin, but was aware and understood our struggle with sin. In Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, it says this, Since we then have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Our humanity is God-given, corrupted in its natural earthly state, but created new through Jesus. In Romans 6, 5-7, it says, For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. John 3, 1 through 8 says, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And this is where we get the term born again Christian. And this is where we know our humanity, our sinful nature. This is where we know that we can be created new through Jesus. John 3, 16 through 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. There has only been one person that was sinless. That is Jesus. That is the only person in the history of humanity that has been sinless. And that is Jesus. We are sinners in need of a perfect sacrifice. And, and that sacrifice is necessary for us to be cleansed and to allow us to actually pursue holiness, which is not attainable without sacrifice. GodQuestions.org says this, The sin nature is universal in humanity. We don't lose our sin nature once we receive Christ. The Bible says that sin remains in us and that a struggle with that old nature will continue as long as we are in this world. But we have help. The Spirit of God takes up residence in each believer and supplies the power we need to overcome the pool of the sin nature within us. St. Augustine of Hippo said this, 
You are my Lord because you have no need of my goodness. The reality of our sinful nature is that our sinful nature can become the driving force in our life. It can be the place of desire. It can be the place of, of seeking. It can be the place of just chaos. And it can become the driving force in our life where everything we do is in reaction to that situation, to that hurt, to that offense. You know, I love what one pastor said to me uh, a few years back. We were talking about ministry. We were talking about just different things. And he said, man, I, you know, I just want to encourage you to keep going even through the humanity you see in ministry. And I was really so like, well, that's a, that's a really deep statement and really, that's a really diplomatic and, and very kind way to say that there's a lot of flaws and a lot of sin, and a lot of things, a lot of brokenness that you see in the church and to keep going, to keep pursuing Christ. When you pursue Christ and your, your mind is set on the things of the spirit, you are set free and you are able to do the, the things that you need to do and go where you need to go. This is the reality. When you're set on the things of the flesh, you're trapped. You have no freedom. When you're set on the things of the spirit, you are free. Our humanity is a gift. And while it can be challenging, it, it is something we are to steward, to take care of, to manage. Uh, in the confines of, of biblical guidance, our lives can be healthy. We can avoid harboring and facilitating a sinful nature by pursuing and relying on the power of the cross. Our humanity is God-given, corrupted in our nat natural earthly state, created new through Jesus.